He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, December 26, 2023. Still in 2023. I hope you had a nice Christmas, if that's your thing. I hope you have had a nice... uh, That's not your thing, and you're just working around the world. I hope your week is off to a great start. And you have many good things in store. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa to you. Today is the first day of Kwanzaa. I know that. My daughter... My daughter, who's being raised in liberal feel-gooderies, where they emphasize awareness of other people, recognition of dominant cultures, recognition of overlooked, marginalized populations, uh, said to me this morning at like 6.45, Dada, happy Kwanzaa. And you know what? Happy Kwanzaa to you, my dear, as well. Uh, That pick up from the other day around me making the comment with the hairstylist who cut my eyebrow. Almost, I wonder if it was intentional. (laughs) Fuck this guy. I don't know if it would have been intentional, but she might have just been cutting my eyebrow with a little less care after I injured her feelings, after I bruised her feelings. She might have been cutting it with a little less attention, a little more thought that that there's actually a person who has a wife and a daughter uh, underneath my scissors, beneath my scissors, and thought maybe she was back at Aveda School or um, what was the other guy's name? I'm, I'm, I'm sure all of those fashion shampoo moguls <laughs> got me too. I don't know. Um, she got it at the, her training at the Vidal Sassoon School of Cosmetology. Anyway, she probably thought maybe more I was like a plastic head beneath her scissors and was a little less attentive than she normally would be and cut my eyebrow and cut my, when cutting my eyebrow and cut the skin underneath my eyebrow uh, because I made that remark that injured her <clears throat> excuse me that might have injured her feelings and the conclusion as you heard me say on the last podcast was the safest bet if you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and this is not a good characteristic of a stand-up comic on stage, is to not say anything at all. It's, it's like uh, the Hippocratic Oath. First, do no harm. If you run a business or you employ people and you want to fire someone, make sure before you do that that the alternative to the employee in place is better than the employee in place. that make sense? So you might want to get rid of the person, but is nobody doing the job better than the way that person's doing it? Or do you have someone better lined up to do the job? And how confident are you that that person is better? Just saying. First, do no harm. And that's the safest way to get through a haircut without injuring your stylist's feelings. It's also the safest way to get through holiday events with your family. Just Don't say, if you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, if you don't want to settle any age-old scores, then why would you want to do that? Like, have a big, hey, I'm glad we're all gathered together and we only have so many more opportunities across our relatively brief existences on this great planet Earth. Shout out to planet Earth. (laughs) Give it up for the troops. We were talking about last night at Christmas dinner, we were talking a little bit about trying to explain to my daughter what a Hail Mary was and my, my folks who have 
stronger religious backgrounds than my own were like, well, what is exactly Hail Mary? They looked at me like, you know what a Hail Mary is? And I know it first as a football play. I don't know the religiosity. I do know from seeing it depicted in movies, we'll go say 10 Hail Marys or 15 rosaries or whatever it is. But they certainly have a good understanding of it. And then we were talking about how it's something that I had mentioned on the podcast recently about comics bombing when it's over. And uh, yeah, I could have done that in the, in the stylist chair the other day. After she cut my eyebrow, after I tried to dig out with a couple questions and she wasn't really having it, I could have been like, well, boy, you got to really be proud of the United States Marine Corps, don't you? <laughs> Those guys have such frasos. They are so brave and so bold and uh, really fearless, courageous, you know? Can you can you knock them? Is that what you're trying to do by not talking to me? Are you trying to insult the United States Marine Corps? Have I ever served? Am I even adjacent? Not at all. I live in San Diego. I know uh, San Onofre and Camp Pendleton. So I'm close to Marines, you know, geographically. In any case, do no harm by saying nothing. Say nothing at your family at your family events. Just if 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 the uh, if the topic becomes sensitive, and I'm not saying it it has for me, uh, but I was thinking about this with somebody who has a fraught relationship with her family. And I was just talking about, like, I would think in those terms, just survive in advance. The dinner's going to start at 5. You're going to be back on the road at 9. Just, you have to compart, you have to block, you know, what do they call it in radio? Day part those four hours. I'm going to, I'm going to do this for the first 20 minutes, this for the next 20 minutes, this for the next 20 minutes. Boom. I have 60 minutes of the first hour day parted with your, uh, you know, that person's family that she might not necessarily enjoy being around because her family probably makes her feel a certain way and they you know it's family what are we going to do we had a lovely christmas morning thank you for asking uh thank you for inquiring <clears throat> as i said it was the four of us it's it's uh my daughter my wife my my me and my mother-in-law mother-in-law came down this is why we live out here spent two nights with us had a wonderful christmas morning my daughter much different than last year is uh, greatly aware of santa claus curious with the questions how does he fit down the chimney i might have mentioned this the other day it's dramatically different than it was last year when she was almost four now she's almost five and her ability to uh to make sense of things is drastically different so it's a big big she's now in a place where it's a big deal for her i mean she's been talking about it you know for 10 months or something like that and then <clears throat> so we were with grandma for two two uh who, who i enjoy and I, I i think we have a nice relationship my mother-in-law the only thing i think that kind of maybe it's it's just generational you hear older women talk about not just older women, women. And I'm a guy, so it's not like my lane. I, I, I got to stay out of it. But I, I feel like it, it kind of gets under my wife's skin. I, I, I used to, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this. Since, you've heard me talk about this probably on the podcast. Since my daughter was born, it struck me how every female that ever made a comment about her 
led with something about her appearance, something about her physicality, because she was a she was a butterball of a baby. And it it was just you know I'm not I, I try to be aware of other people. I try to think about what it's like, what it feels like for a girl, as Madonna sang, or auto tuned, what it feels like for a girl. I try to think about that. I know that it's different for a man. I know that there are these cultures. I know that I hit the kind of, I mean, as far as like nobody getting in my way, I hit the lottery um, at birth, right? I was born a poor black child. I was born a straight white male. Let's start with that. And that's the, you know, why, who gives a shit where I was born? I'm just, the point is this, I'm trying to, I was born in Cook County, Illinois. Where do you come from? I come from your mother's belly. Oh, I'm going to get right back to this thing about women and appearance and everything, if you're so inclined to <laughs> keep listening here on this first day of Kwanzaa. Last week, in the tradition-rich home that we have, where everything is a tradition, we went to North County, San Diego, in Encinitas. There is a botanic, botanical garden. I think it's called the Quail Gardens. And it's one of those botanical gardens where they just light up all the trees at night and they do these cool kind of light shows. They're cool. They're, you know, not exactly the most sophisticated forms of entertainment, but it's kind of feel good. You walk around, you have a hot chocolate, you, you, you wear a scarf, and you look at lights as you meander through this botanical garden that's lighted up at night. We did this. This is the point. We did this after... Um, you know, after the work day sometime last week. Maybe like on a Wednesday at 6 o'clock. And we stopped two-thirds of the way through and had a snack, which was like... It was, it was a... Um, I don't know how much I've brought you up on. I told you my daughter and I went out for a really fancy dinner. Well, this... Botanical garden, botanical garden, we stopped, and my wife and I, they have like a snack bar. Okay, dude, focus up. They have a snack bar, and we got for my daughter, like some macaroni and cheese. I got a hot dog, which, by the way, I haven't had hot dogs in like 45 years, and they're unbelievable how good they are. Have yourself a hot dog. Happy Kwanzaa, here's a hot dog. Hot dogs fall into the category of the great overlooked items of American immediate cuisine. What's wrong with a hot dog besides it's made from, you know, pig toenails and stuff like that? It's delicious. And especially if you have a nice bun, it's hard to kind of mess up a hot dog bun. I've had like four hot dogs in the last six months after going on a... on a... Um, I don't know what. Well, I just would never think to eat a hot dog because it's terrible for you after all these years. Here's what I slept on all these years. Hot dogs. I've said it before. 7-Up. I still don't drink enough 7-Up. Go get yourself a 7-Up. Have a refreshing... It's it's 
carbonating, rising off the top of those crushed ice cubes as you take it in and you drink it. And, you know, as I say that, I don't even know if they still make 7-Up. <laughs> Same thing with Sprite. Have a Sprite. And, like, this is really good. I should drink this more. And then you're like, well, I don't play Little League anymore, so where am I going to ever have the opportunity to have one? I know. And the other thing that I slept on forever, and these probably all are just sugar delivery systems, at least the last two, uh, but peanut butter. Until I had a kid, I never ate peanut butter. But now, peanut butter gets utilized. I'll put it on an English muffin. Like, this is this is wonderful. And it's a good little protein <laughs> cheat. <laughs> We're at the Botanical Garden, stopping for macaroni and cheese for my daughter. We all we get a one bottle of water for all of us to share. My wife gets maybe some half of a sandwich. I get a hot dog. My wife gets a red wine. I get a Corona. And I think all of what I just described to you might have cost $70. But, you know, where else in the botanical? You're not going to yank up the oleander plants and just eat them. You got to do what they, they have you out there. But the, the point of how did I get to this point? I know exactly how I got to this point. I said a moment ago, where are you from? I'm from your mother's belly. Well, I'm standing there with my wife and kid eating, enjoying this Corona, having some hot dog. <laughs> it's like 45 degrees in Encinitas on a Thursday night or whatever. And this is two-thirds of the way into the to the exploration of lights. And then two-thirds of the way into our pot to into our snack time. So the snack time maybe three quarters of the way. We're kind of we're getting close to wrapping it up. From the table next to us, this outdoor kind of picnic table setup, meanders over some dude with a can of beer in his hand. He's a bigger man. He's an older man. Uh, he, he's a sturdy-looking man, but he looks like he's lived life. You know, he looks like he's had a few semesters. He's, he's been out there. And he comes up to me, and he goes, he goes, where are you from? And he said it with just that accent. Where are you from? Where... It's kind of like you've ever been around somebody who's wrecked. And you're like, I, actually, I have a memory of this. My buddy said, hey, where's that guy from? Czechoslovakia? No, 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 he's just fucked up. He, he's, he can't speak. <laughs> this guy, he had like a buzz on him where I couldn't tell if he, if like he has a bit of an Irish accent or he's just kind of like moving slowly. Where are you from? Like that. You know, just kind of stretch it out. He comes up to me and goes, where are you from? And I just looked at him. It was a friendly, it wasn't an, an interrogative. It wasn't like, hey man, we're, 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 what's your click at, bro? It wasn't any of that. It was just, uh, wh where are you from? And I just looked at him. And, and I didn't say anything because <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I don't know. I, was just, I just looked at him. Like, I have a hot dog in my hand. What do you want from me? Where are you from? And... <laughs> and then he goes, are you from Ireland? And I said, no, but my people come from there. And then he turns back to the two women who also look like him, which means 50s, early 60s, uh, don't look like they're hurting, but they've been in the bar, you know, like they've, they've, they've enjoyed themselves along the way. And, and he goes, he is Irish. So I guess they were one, they were standing there wondering if I was Irish. 
And then they all start. the other two women started talking, and they had actual Irish accents. And they're like, you know, they're a little tipsy that it comes out. They're a little tipsy, and they're kind of like, hey, there's one of us over there. Uh, I have a pea coat that I was wearing, which makes me look a little more Irish. And But the woman I just talked to, her, I, I, I hollered back across, you know, at her table. I said, oh, no, my uh, my people come from there several generations ago. And however I said that, and I don't think I was mimicking that or aping the Irish accent, she said, do you have an Irish accent? And I said, I've been told that if I am uh, sufficiently intoxicated. I've been told that a few times in my life where I sound Irish. I don't think I sound Irish. I don't think I'm imitating. I did talk to a friend of mine who I haven't spoken with in four years who is in Melbourne. And she went down there with an American accent. And she sound, this was just like a week ago. She sounds Australian now. It's wild. In any case. I said, oh yeah, my people come from this part of Ireland, my dad's people there, my, you know, the West Coast and County Clare, near the Cliffs of Moher, and my mom's people come from up north, etc. But the guy just kept looking at me like, <laughs> like, dude, like, you want to do, it? you got that, like, that Irish looking dude's like, you want to do a shot or something, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a botanical garden with my kid, dude, you just had that look like, you want to break just like an i there are irish listeners of the show you know like where you just like meet another irishman and you kind of click and it's like all right should we just break each other's balls right away for the next 20 minutes and then get back to life that's the vibe this man gave to me and he uh irish all right good etc and i'm like all right we're taking off and i said you know how irish i am i said as i was leaving i said I was, when you asked me where I was from, I was about to say, from your mother's belly. And they all started laughing. And they're like, yeah, he is Irish. Since my daughter was born, people have, women have commented. I've told you about this. I've tried to make bits out of it. None of it's all that exceedingly funny. Other than it's like commentary. There's no like huge misdirects in, in, the, in the jokes that I tried to make about it. But since she was born, you know, the doctor pulled her out. Literally, the first words spoken into the air when my daughter comes out of my mom. My mom. My, um, what's she called? My wife is the mom. Comes out of my wife. The female doctor says, wow, look at this big sucker. Right? And that's just a statement. And then the nurse, chunky monkey this, chunky monkey that. Oh, don't worry. She'll lose it by prom. And then just forever, as a big baby, um... Only women commented on her size. It was only women, and that became noticeable to me. And then as I, you know, I've told you, the steel magnolias, like, that is a healthy, they would say healthy when they mean fat. Healthy baby. Hell, that's a real healthy baby. I don't know. This is just an interesting, interesting thing. Which can't bode well for women. I mean, but it, it is what it is. It's historically you've been judged on your appearance and you're expected to show up a certain way. Leading me to the generation of women who have come before us, a la my mother-in-law, at times my own mom, where they talk a lot about fucking how much they're eating and how tight their jeans are and, and all this commotion around just eating that guys 
I'm not saying we don't do it and we don't have our own eating issues, but for fuck's sake, dude. Yeah, we get pressured, but it's not anything compared to what a woman... What it feels like for a girl. It's nothing in the, in the same ballpark, right? As I move through hearing this, and then, you know, like I say, these older generations of women, like, oh my gosh, I'm eating like a horse, and whew, I think I've gained 10 pounds today, and just stuff that I would never say, nor do most men say, like, damn, I'm stuffed, right? Or I gotta take a, I gotta take a nap at best, or something else. You know what I mean? That's just, but women, particularly around, but my wife doesn't do that. Or if she does ever, I'm like, hey, bro, she doesn't need to hear this stuff because we don't need to pass. She'll get it, right, soon enough. She'll get it. And, you know, I have friends whose teenage or sub-teenage girls are going through horrors on Instagram. It's going to come. I just want my daughter to be as agnostic about it before it overwhelms her as she can be. So when... It's strange that like, it's strange, but it makes me feel a tad queasy when people are like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Or look at how pretty you are. It's like, it's nice. It's well-meaning. I'm not breaking anybody's balls about it, but it's just like, and I'm not talking about grandparents now. I'm moving on to the general field. Like she's more than her appearance. I'm someone you should look at and be like, that is one good looking motherfucker, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm accustomed to that. She's still for me. It's the only area where I could see potentially, uh, you know, one of us in our house say to a mother-in-law or a grandmother, like, hey, you know, she hasn't gone through all this shit yet. So she hasn't, we understand times were different when you were a kid, but let's, let's, let's sort of take it easy on this front. Here's how agnostic my daughter is about because we don't want her to have body image issues. She's going to have them, right? We don't want her to any any of that additional societal driven, culturally forced um, self-awareness. I don't want her to have. I want her to be clueless. Like just, yeah, I'm fucking eat a bag of potato chips and then go for a run. You know, like, or, you know what I'm saying. I don't want her to just like obsess about it. Ooh, how many calories are in this? Be healthy. But don't be, you get, you know what I'm saying. Something came up over the last couple of days where, I, I think from one of the grandmothers, um, they commented about how one Santa wasn't as fat as the other. That was the, the phrase that was used. That Santa is not as fat as the other. Or... And it wasn't like, look at that fat fucking Santa. It wasn't like that. It was just like one of them, you know, the word came out, fat, right? That's a word people use. I used to have a joke about, I was going to mention today how the NFL is not the branch of the military, okay? The mil- Supporting the NFL is not supporting the troops. You can hate the, N- uh, you know what I was going to talk about? It. And I used to have a bit about like, Watching the uh, NFL is kind of like eating. It's like watching fat people eat at McDonald's. You know, it's like 
it's kind of exciting, gives you an adrenaline rush, and it's like also watching people with pre-existing conditions make themselves worse. Ah, good times, talking about those two issues. My daughter said, what does fat mean? And I feel like our jobs as parents is complete. By the way, anyway, here's the thing. My daughter is almost five and she did did not know, she'd never heard the word fat. Which is amazing. I think. Isn't it? Or is it normal? I'm not saying it's amazing like we've done such a good job. But I think think it's close to 70% of the United States population is overweight. My wife and I, I think, are pretty healthy. I, I know my wife's not overweight. I don't think I'm overweight. But I don't weigh myself, also. <laughs> I only weigh my wallet. But I thought it was interesting she'd never heard the word fat. And then, immediately, I had the same thought that, um, well, fuck, now she knows the word fat. That's too bad. Other than that, things have been going swimmingly. And, and there was nothing bad in that. So what has happened here is my wife and I and my daughter have left our house. And we have, we boarded the dogs, fingers crossed. We left them at some Navy housing thing where a woman comes out in pajamas like, yeah, y'all can leave them here. <laughs> All right. Uh, sounds good. And we came up to my juggling instructor and mom's area, house where Christmas 2, meaning the afternoon of the 25th and dinner on the 25th, uh, transpired. And we are staying in a hotel very near their place because my one of my brothers and his wife and kids are in town, and then my sister and her husband are in town. So we're going to stay up here for a few days and uh, are stoked. We, we spent the night last night. I came out, this is the, this will be the shorter podcast, this will be a 30 minute podcast, because I have to get back uh, to the uh, events uh, before I talk to you Friday. So that's what we're doing, we're having a a Christmas, or Kwanzaa for my daughter, um, with all this family, and it's great. It's it's, uh, probably not a surprise that I love my siblings. I like, not only love, I like my siblings, really enjoy my siblings so much. And I dig their spouses as much. They both made incredible decisions. They're, 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 they're wonderful. And then, and that probably is not the norm, but it's, uh, it's, I don't know if it's the norm or not, but it's really nice. And we're going to have a, um, a day filled of exercise and coffee and eggs and all that uh, on this 26th and then probably do more I don't know maybe maybe the gals will play tennis (laughs) I don't know my wife my daughter and I'm gonna go back to the hotel we're staying and my wife's gonna go for a run my daughter and I are gonna go in the jacuzzi and uh, relax for a couple days which we don't do a whole lot of god damn it so that's really that's really the basics of it I just wanted to touch base with you here on this Tuesday and 
remind you the safest way to not at work. At work, if you're at, here's the takeaway. If you're at work and you want to say something and it's a touch provocative, a touch, I'm going to roll the dice. If you ever have that thought in your head, I'm going to roll the dice and say this thing. I think at work or in those situations where someone can just throw a flag, I think just don't say it. I think the safest play is to keep your mouth shut. If you don't want to hurt your stylist feelings, if you don't want to rake up old family graves, and I know none of you are going to do that on this holiday, um, just don't say anything at all. Because you know what? You're not a stand-up comic, and you're not... Like, my, my brother-in-law and I tried to have a riff at the dinner table last night, and it fell apart. Because I thought I... I started to say something that would have seemed sort of inappropriate, and then I backed out of it, but he saw what I was doing, and then he tried to jump in and pick up the bit and then afterward when we were doing dishes i was like yeah dude what i i saw we're heading the wrong he's like yeah it didn't go well <laughs> i was like I, I saw it heading the wrong direction he's like i know i tried to get in there uh but he's a great guy it just means what i like what i said it's just safer to to not say anything at all however this is a podcast so i have to talk <laughs> not only do i have to talk i want to talk and i hope you have a great week I hope that you, uh, I have I have much more to say, but I, I can't do it right now. I'm not withholding anything from you. Uh, but I hope you have a great week and, uh, I don't know, or maybe just go to work and say the wildest shit you can. They'll be like, finally, someone around here is willing to tell the truth. Let's give them a raise and promote them up until they, uh, you know, embezzle from us. In any case, have a great week. I hope you're around people that you like and you uh, enjoy the company of and uh, really make you feel most like yourself. If not, though, remember, let's just survive in advance. Live to fight another day. And uh, thank you for liking and interacting with my uh, silly little one-hitters on Instagram. Okay, have a great week, and I'll talk to you on Friday.